you have, if you have a copy of your scripture, we will be in First um, Timothy chapter four. Um, you've been with us the past couple of weeks. Uh, we've been covering the entirety of the fourth chapter, um, and now we arrive at the third and final installment here in our study, the uh, fourth chapter. Um, the first week we covered um, verses 1 through 5, um, last week we covered 6 through 10, and this morning we will cover verses 11 through the end of the chapter, verse 16. Um, I'll read our text. Prescribe and teach these things. Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love and purity show yourself an example of those who believe until I come give attention to the public reading of scripture to exhortation and teaching do not neglect the spiritual gift within you which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the presbytery take pains with these things be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all. Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Persevere in these things, for as you do this, you will ensure salvation both to yourself and for those who hear you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we uh, thank you for your word, sharper than a two-edged sword perfect, sufficient, as its author is both perfect and sufficient. Now as we open it, I pray that you will grant to us clarity, that you will use me as your mouthpiece to communicate the truth of your word in this Lord's Day morning. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Paul continues his exhortations from what we talked about last week to what we'll be talking about today. It's, for, it's further instruction based upon what he was saying beforehand. Um, verse 11 says, prescribe and teach these things. What things? So... In order to figure that out, we go to verse 6. In pointing out these things to the brethren, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, constantly nourished on the words of the faith and of the sound doctrine which you have been following. Sound doctrine. Essential truths of the Christian faith. These things must be taught, and these, and they will never be exhausted. Um, God's word is living. You cannot squeeze scripture at any point, and truth does not continue to come out. It's not like a fruit by which if you squeeze of it, juice comes out, and then eventually it runs out. Everything 
in and of the world is just like that fruit. Um, you might squeeze something out of it, but it'll run out of juice eventually. The Word of God never runs out of truth. Um, this is why we need to constantly devote ourselves to the sound doctrine that is taught within That's why that we continue to be nourished by it, as Paul alluded to. Now we need to remember something. Um, this here is especially for pastors and others who are in teaching authority within the local church, but it's not exclusively for them. Especially, but not exclusively. This is for everyone. Um, Calvin commented, Whosoever is of God will gladly hear frequently those things which need to be so often uttered. In other words, we all need sound doctrine. And we all need to teach sound doctrine and be taught sound doctrine. Um, moving on to verse 12. Let no one look down on your youthfulness but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. Show yourself an example of those who believe. Um, could someone read for us 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30? We're going to be all over the place in Scripture and in our confession today, so that's just a, uh, I guess a fair warning. 1 Samuel 2.30. Somebody got that? I got it. All righty, sir. 1 Samuel 2.30. Yes. Therefore the Lord God of Israel declared, I did indeed say that your house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord declared, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. So in this particular culture, um, that is first century Ephesus, the tendency was to seek those who were older in age and were more experienced. And as well, come to find out, not much has changed since then. Um, in today's job market, what are employers typically looking for? Age and experience. At least five years of experience. <laughs> Paul's saying here that even though Timothy was young in the eyes of the Ephesian culture, they shouldn't look down upon him just because he's younger than the rest of them. So back to the job market illustration. This is where references come in handy. <laughs> they will say things about you as to why you are the right person for the job. Never mind age or experience. What kind of person are they? What example do they set? Timothy here had the Apostle Paul as his reference. He had been with Paul since a young age. And surely Paul had seen the kind of man Timothy was. If Paul were to be a reference for Timothy, what would 
what would he have said regarding Timothy? He would likely have mentioned these five things, as he said here in verse 12. Um, he would have mentioned speech, he mentioned his conduct, his love, his faith, and his purity. Um, these were how Timothy would set a godly example. And these were indicators of his spiritual maturity despite his young age. Now, of course, he wasn't to, you know, flaunt these things and, you know, just to be a show-off for the elders. I mean, he wasn't to brag about, you know, possessing these things. Oh, look, I got this, you know, so-and-so doesn't have this. No, hire me, not this person, whoever you're thinking of. Um, you know, he wasn't to brag about his reference or his lived experiences. Um, instead, he was to be a godly example. And each of these five things, speech, conduct, love, faith, purity, must be evident. Um, not merely by words, but by actions. Jesus said you will know them by their fruits. In other words, their actions. This is what we are to do. But even more so, this is who we are to be. This should be true of every Christian. People need to see these things in all of us. Um, we are a unique people. Jesus called us out of the world. So, in other words, we are not like the rest of the world. Verse 13, until I come, give attention to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation and teaching. Could someone read for us um, 1 Timothy 1, 3, and 4? Titus 1 9. 
holding fast the faith the faithful word which is in accordance with the teaching so that he will be able to both to exhort in sound doctrine and to refute those who contradict isn't this what we devote ourselves to each day, Lord's Day morning? To give attention to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation and to teaching? Absolutely it is. I told y'all I would have y'all all over the place in Scripture. So could somebody read Matthew 28, 18 through 20? Matthew 28, 18. And, just, and Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the world. Teaching them to observe all that Jesus commanded. He commands us to do these things each and every single morning. Particularly every Lord's Day morning. Um, you could read, you can even read this verse 13 as um, you know, Jesus um, saying this to us as his church. Because um, when you think about it, it makes makes sense scripturally until I come give attention to the public reading of scripture to exhortation and teaching. Jesus left us with these very things. This very instruction. Um, he's not just, I mean, excuse me. Um, could someone read for us um, in our confession chapter 22 paragraph number 5 Paragraph 5. I have it. All right, sir. The reading of the scriptures, preaching and hearing the word of God, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts <coughs> to the Lord, as also the administration of baptism and the Lord's Supper, all are all parts of religious worship of God to be performed in obedience to him with understanding, faith, reverence, and godly fear, moreover, sol solemn humiliation with fastings and thanksgivings upon special occasions ought to be used in a holy and reli religious manner. Here, we're, he's not just saying to simply hear the scripture, just hear the scripture read, or to simply read scripture, um, He's saying read and exhort. Read and expound. Read and press what is read upon you. Um, this must be done by way of both exhortation and by way of doctrine. Um, we must know what to do and what to believe. Otherwise, if we don't know what to do or what to believe, how will we know what God commands? How will we know what pleases God if we don't even know what he has said? Um, 
it opens the door for all kinds of apostasies and heresies to creep in and sadly sadly it has consumed much of the evangelical church in America and even beyond um, we must devote ourselves to the public reading of scripture to exhortation and teaching otherwise we would fall into that same boat. To not neglect the scripture. Um, verse 14. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the presbytery. Um, could someone read for us um, 1 Timothy 1.18? What was Timothy's gift? Um, John MacArthur summed it up like this. Timothy's gift was leadership with a special emphasis on preaching and teaching. Timothy had been with Paul for quite some time. Um, so Paul surely had seen this in Timothy. Um, the gift was bestowed on him how? Through prophetic utterance. By the way, prophetic utterance no longer exists today. Um, the uh, NAR, the New Apostolic Reformation Movement, which is, the naming of it is so ironic, because it's not new, it's not apostolic, it's not a reformation. Um, and that will insist, they will insist that such things still continue. In fact, they use the lingo constantly. Um, they refer to themselves and each other as apostles and they claim to receive direct revelation from God they're self-righteous charlatans and I say that with no hesitation and no apology apostles biblically defined are people who walked with Jesus during his earthly ministry and or saw the resurrected Christ firsthand. Um, and of course, they're all gone. There are no more apostles today. No matter if you see somebody with the type, I guess, self-proclaimed title, apostle, somewhere on social media, they are not an apostle. <laughs> um, I've seen all too many of them. We also have God's word. It's infallible, inerrant, but most of all, sufficient word. In other words, it is enough. <coughs> this, this is special revelation from God. And if you're listening in and don't see me, I'm holding up my Bible. 
I mean, what else could we possibly need? Anyone who tells you that they need direct, private revelation from God is in denial of the sufficiency of Scripture. And anyone who tells you that they receive direct revelation from God, by the way, it may sound something like, oh, well, God told me, or well, God said in my spirit, God said to me in my spirit, or... And if what is said afterwards is not found in Scripture, then that person is simply just cuckoo, and we'll leave it at that. And and how's it done? Um, With the laying on of hands by the presbytery, or we would refer to that as elders. Could someone read for us chapter 26 of our confession in um, paragraph number 9? Chapter 26, paragraph 9. Who believe. Um, 
he needed to prioritize the five things that Paul had listed, you know, speech, conduct, love, faith, purity, and so much weight. In that, our sanctification will progress, and people will see the evidence of it. And how do we need to ensure these things in our lives? We need to devote ourselves to prayer and to meditation on God's Word. And John Owen warns us about the danger of neglecting these things. Since prayer and meditation is the way blessed of God to obtain strength and power against sin, the deceitfulness of sin endeavors to draw away the mind from a due attention to these and the like duties. The deceit of sin endeavors to draw off the mind from its due attendance unto this duty of prayer and meditation, which aims so directly and immediately at sin's ruin. So, in other words, we need to be absorbed in these things until it completely reconstitutes us we need to devote ourselves constantly to prayer and meditating upon the word of God. Seriously, seriously thinking upon what it says. Um, and in verse 16, pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Persevere in these things. For as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear you. So this sums up what godly priorities look like. Um, these are things that we as followers of Christ must prioritize. Um, we all must prioritize personal holiness. We are commanded to be God, um, holy as God himself is holy. Um, and if you are a teacher, you must especially need to prioritize teaching God's word publicly and be faithful to the word. That goes for all of us. And we need to do as it says. And what's the reward of that? For as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear you. Not might ensure salvation, but will. It is going to happen. Um, we need to be careful with this, though, especially for those of us who are teachers in the church. We need to uh, be reminded that we, I'm, I'm saying this because I'm included in this, that we are only instruments to communicate God's word and bring salvation to others. Mere mouthpieces. Um, God alone saves. It's not our job to save people. It is our job to preach the word of God and the Holy Spirit will save as he so wills. 
so Paul charged Timothy, and so Christ charges each and every single one of us. Let's go to prayer. Lord, so urgent is the need for gospel-centered preaching. For it is seen to vanish in the world around us. You've shown to us through your word just what you demand of us. You have shown to us the importance of devoting ourselves to prayer and to meditation upon your word. It is enough. You are enough. We need you every moment every day of our lives and as we go from here we pray for an even greater understanding of your ways even as the world around us self-destructs guard us from its deception continue the work that you so faithfully began in us and this we pray in the name of Christ Jesus our Lord Amen